Yes, oh God, in the name of Jesus, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Yes, oh God, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Yes, oh God, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We are welcome again. God bless you. You are welcome to the presence of God, time in His Word. A time to study the Word of God. Those of us on the prayer line, we are all welcome. And I believe that God is going to minister to us in a very simple way. Like I normally say, it's just a great privilege uh, to, be, uh, to be given the chance to be used by God as a tool to teach fundamental uh, basic principles in the Word of God, which I believe will help us to grow into, into the full stature of Christ. Amen. And so for some time now, we've been talking about our series, Faith Made Simple. Faith Made Simple, and uh, we are in our day three. Amen. In our day three, we're going to finish off the second lesson or the second topic that we started off last week. And we're going to enter into the Word of God. And I believe that God is going to minister to us in a very special way. Amen. As the Oakley, God bless you. You are welcome before the presence of God. You are welcome in the presence of the Lord to dine with the Lord in His Word. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And so we're going to look at uh, where we got to um, last week. Last week we were talking about the legacy of faith. The legacy of faith and making reference to Hebrews chapter 12 uh, verse 2. And the Bible says that by faith the elders obtained good report. And one of the things that we said was the fact that faith writes on our behalf is a legacy that we leave behind. The value of our legacy is based on the, the extent and the degree of our faith. We established the fact that we the elders were made reference to because of their faith. He said that they want the approval of God. They received good witnesses because of their faith. And the Bible says that they earned good reputation and had good tributes because of their faith. Amen. And so we're going to just continue from where we got to last week. And then we're going to look at the book of uh, um, Timothy. First uh, Timothy chapter 4. First uh, Timothy chapter 4 uh, verse 12. Amen. I'm going to read from the New King James Version. I just want us to take it easy, just relax in the presence of God and appreciate the beauty of God's word. Amen. Faith made simple. And remember, we are continuing the topic, the legacy of faith. The legacy of faith. Amen. And so we are looking at First um, uh, Timothy chapter 4, verse 12. I read. It says, Let no man despise thy youth, for be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, and purity. That's the reading of God's word. And I believe that God has a purpose for this uh, word. Let's look at this. Bible says that Paul was admonishing Timothy. He was giving him an advice. He was encouraging him. He was teaching him the word of God. And Timothy was relatively a young man and pastoring a big growing church. And so the Bible says that Paul gave him this advice. That in the midst of all those challenges that he faces and the fact that other people may look down upon him, there's a legacy that he ought to leave behind. There's an example that he ought to set in, in, in the sight of people. 
and the side of the congregation. And so the Bible says in, in first at Timothy chapter 4 verse 12, first Timothy chapter 3 verse, uh, verse 12 says, uh, chapter 4 verse 12, it says, let no man despise you. It means that you can be looked down upon, you can be despised. And one of the things that they will look down upon you uh, are concerning is concerning your faith. Because the Bible says that our faith is a legacy. They obtain a good reputation. According to Hebrews chapter 12 uh, verse, uh, Hebrews chapter 11 verse 2. And so the Bible says that Paul says that be ye example in certain areas of your life. And one of the areas that he made mention of was the area of the word, the area of conversation, the area of um of charity, the area of the spirit, the life of the spirit. And again, he says in faith, amen. And so Paul encourages uh, 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 Timothy to be an example, Timothy to be an example in faith because his faith is meant to be his legacy. If anybody is going to remember uh, uh, Timothy, it's going to be about his faith. And so he says that being an example in faith, so that you leave a good legacy, you leave a good tribute, a good reputation concerning your life, concerning your ministry in regards to your faith. Amen. And so uh, Timothy enjoyed uh, uh, the, the passage of, of the legacy of this faith from the grandmother. And so he was encouraging him not because he's not seen it, but he's drawing his mind to the fact that he's meant to leave an example behind for the uh, congregation to follow. Amen. And so let's appreciate this. Like I said before, Timothy has been given an example or has received the legacy of faith from the mother and uh, uh, through uh, the grandmother through the mother in reference to 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 5. And it says, and so be example in faith as a legacy and pass it over unto other people. Amen. And so your example of faith is a legacy which you pass on um, more or less as an inheritance to the generation after you. And so the people after you and the people that are looking onto us as an example will look at our faith and imitate us. They see it as an inheritance. They see it as a heritage that has been passed on unto them. Amen. And so Paul encourages Timothy and tells him that be an example, leave behind a legacy of faith. Leave behind a legacy of faith. Amen. And so like I mentioned, uh, 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 Timothy was walking in faith not because he was just a beginner of the faith but he had received it as a legacy from the grandmother and from the mother and so making reference to 2nd uh, Timothy chapter 5 chapter 1 verse 5 2nd Timothy chapter 1 verse 5 I read I read 2nd Timothy chapter 1 verse 5 it says this when I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee which dwelt first in thy mother Lewis and thy mother Eunice. And I'm persuaded that this same faith is in you also. Amen. Now let's appreciate this word. What Paul was saying again to Timothy, uh, Timothy is that he has realized that he's walking in faith. He's realized that he has an unshaken faith. He's realized that he has an exemplary faith. And that faith that he has was passed on to him through the mother who was called Eunice, who also received it from the grandmother who was called Lewis. And so he said that I'm persuaded that that same faith is in you. That is to say that the faith has been passed over as a legacy unto him. Amen. And so let's appreciate this. 
Timothy's grandmother Lewis passed the legacy of faith unto the mother who was called Eunice, and Eunice also passed it over unto, unto Timothy. And so the legacy of faith was passed through generational lines. You know, it means that um, um, a faith can be passed on as if it's an inheritance, as if it's a gene in, in the spirit. And so the Bible says that a grandmother Lewis exercised faith, walked in an unshakable faith, and so was the mother. And it was passed on unto, unto Timothy, and the same faith dwelled in him. Amen. And so we have to be very careful. We have to watch out the legacy that we are passing on. Are we passing on the legacy of faith? Or are we passing on the legacy of doubt? We are praying and say, God, in the name of Jesus, that even as we study your word, even as we reason together in your word, Father, we pray that you grant us the ability to walk in faith and leave behind the legacy of faith. Amen. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And so we're going to build on gradually and see where God takes us because I believe that God is taking us on a journey. God is taking us on a journey concerning the legacy of faith and concerning faith made simple series. Amen. Now let's appreciate the word of God. So we have to be careful that generation, um, a kind of um, thing that we pass through the generational lines. In the case of Lewis, he passed through the generational lines faith and it was received by the daughter and then to the grandson. Amen. And so Paul was convinced that the same faith dwelt in Timothy because he believed that it's been passed on. And so in reference to Hebrews chapter 11 verse 2, it says the elders passed that legacy of faith onto us. And so we have an example to look onto. We have something to inherit. We have something to look out onto and to emulate because we have received the legacy of faith from the elders. Amen. Now let's appreciate this statement. It's quite a heavy statement. The true value of your legacy and the legacy that you leave behind is measured against your faith. The legacy that you leave behind is measured against your faith. It is measured against your faith. It is not measured against the wealth of money that you had. It is not measured against any other thing, but it's measured against your faith. Amen. And so you'll be remembered because of your faith. And so the true value, the true value of the inheritance that you leave behind is based on your faith. Amen. And so the Bible says in Hebrews 11 verse 2, because that's a scripture that we're making reference to. It says that by this, the elders obtained good report. It means that they were able to pass on a valuable legacy in terms of the way that they walked in faith. Amen. And so let's appreciate this. It's a question. Are you living behind a faith legacy or are you living behind a fear legacy? Are you living behind a kind of a generation that will believe that you walked in faith and so you become example for them to walk in faith? Or you are living behind a legacy of fear, making them not to trust in God and to doubt God and to walk in fear. Amen. What your faith or your lack of faith documents about you stays on after you are dead. I'll say it again. What your faith or your lack of it documents about you stays on after you are gone. And so it's very important we take note how we write and allow our faith to write those will and those testimonials, so, uh, those legacy that we leave behind. And so our, our faith and the lack of it writes or documents 
about ourselves. Amen. And so going back to the scripture that we are making reference to Hebrews chapter 2, we also realize from that context that the elders left behind a good reputation because of faith. It also emphasizes the fact that the faith of the elders won the approval of God. It means that their faith won divine approval. It means that their faith was tested by God. That's what it also means. It means that the standard for their faith was set by God. They were not approving or wanting to be approved of men. But the standard of their faith was set by God. And so if we want to leave a legacy of faith behind, we are talking about a faith that has been attested by God, a faith that has been proven by God, a faith that has been set as a standard by God, a faith that has been endorsed by God. Amen. And so the Bible says that they received divine approval because of their faith. Now let's also appreciate this. What it means is that when God endorses our acts of faith, when God endorses our acts of faith, then it becomes a tribute on our behalf for the next generation. I'll say it again. When God endorses our acts of faith, it becomes a tribute on our behalf for the next generation. That's not when men endorses our faith. Because the Bible says these older men or the ancient men and the elders obtain good report because their faith were proven or their faith or acts of faith were proven by God. And because of that, it was left behind as a legacy to be passed on unto us. If our standards is against the standards of men and women understanding, what it means is that we will feel that we are leaving behind an, a, a legacy, but we are not leaving behind any kind of legacy. Why? Because our standards are based on the standards of men. Amen. Now let's appreciate this. Again, the good reputation that you get as a result of your faith is not witnessed by men. The good reputation that you get as a result of your faith is not just witnessed by men, but it is most importantly endorsed and approved by God himself. Amen. If it's approved by men, then we can pretend. We can act it and not mean it. We will not be sincere with our faith. But if it is not about obtaining reputation and approval by men, but it's endorsed by God, that it leaves a lasting legacy on our behalf. Amen. Amen. The reason why the standard and the approval is not by men is that the approval of men is short-lived. But the approval of God continues on. Even when we are dead, it is permanently recorded on our behalf. And so the Bible says that the elders of those days, in the Bible days, were written of them, that they were faithful men. And because they were written by God, because it was approved by God, because the standard was raised and set by God, the Bible says that they were permanently recorded. And so we are reading about them now. And we are talking about their faith now. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, O God, for your word. Now we are moving on gradually. We are talking about faith made simple. And I believe that God is teaching us new, thing, uh, new things all the time. In Jesus' name. Now let's appreciate this. The testimonial of your faith, the testimonial of your faith cannot be rewritten after your death. It means that you cannot change it. The men of, El, uh, of the ancient days and the elders did not come back to write the testimonies about themselves. And so the testimonial of our faith is, is written forever. And when we are dead, we cannot write it again. 
But we can amend it whilst we are still alive. But we cannot temper with it after we are gone. And so we have to take our time to write those uh, testimonials about ourselves concerning our faith. And so we believe that God will give us the grace and the ability to be able to write that testimonial, that report of ourselves concerning our faith in Jesus' name. Amen. And so as a word of encouragement and as a word of warning, change your testimonial. Change the testimonial of your faith as you walk with God in faith, whilst you are alive. We are praying and say, God, help us to change our testimonial and walk by faith. Amen. And so by the grace of God, we come to the end on the lesson on the legacy of faith, which is in reference to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 2. Amen. Today, we're going to our major lesson, which is our third lesson, is going to be about faith produces understanding. Faith produces understanding. And so we're going to go back to our main scripture, which is Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 to verse 4. And I'm reading from the King James Version. And then we're going to go into our main lesson for today. Faith produces understanding. Amen. And so I read Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 to verse 4. Verse 1, it says this. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. That's what we talked about last two weeks. And then last week, which of course we finished this week, was verse 2. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Now we're moving on to verse 3 and verse 4. We're going to read the two together. But we're going to be emphasizing on the verse 3. On the verse 3 says this. Through faith we understand that the words were framed by the word of God. So that the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Amen. That's the verse 3. And we're moving on to the verse 4. It says, By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead yet speaketh. Amen. That's the reading of God's word. We just read Hebrews chapter 11 from verse 1 to 4. Amen. Now let's appreciate what God has for us for today. We are going to be measuring on the verse 3. But I'm briefly going to talk about the verse 4. And the Bible says that the Bible started giving an example of those that walked in faith. And the kind of things that they did to show that they walked in faith. And what uh, the kind of results that they got in their ministries, in their work with God, as a result of their work in faith. And so the Bible says that he made mention of Abel, who was more excellent than Cain. They were brothers from the same parents, but their results of their lives were different. One was classified as excellent, and the other was classified as not being excellent. And so the Bible says that by so doing, he obtained a good witness concerning himself that he was a righteous person. And the Bible says this, that God testified of his gifts. Again, going back to the verse 2, which we made mention of the fact that the testimony and the report is testified by God. It's attested and set, the standard was set by God and is set by God. And so the Bible says in the case of Abel, the standard was set by God and God testified of his gifts and his offerings and his good deeds. 
And the Bible says that even though he was dead, his offerings was able to speak. His act of faith was able to speak. And like we said last week, our faith is able to speak when everything is dead. When every situation is inactive, when everything is not alive around us, our faith still speaks. And so our faith is a symbol of life. Amen. But we're going to move on to the verse 3, which is going to be our main verse for today. So we believe God that within the next 15 to 25 minutes, we'll do justice to what we're about to talk about. Amen. And so we're going back to the verse 3 again. It says this. It says, through faith, we understand. Through faith, we understand that the words were framed by the word of God. There are certain words that I want us to take note in this verse. It says, through faith, we understand. That's one of the words that I want us to take note of. And it says, and the wells. That's another word, another word to take a note of wells. And then the second one, it says, was framed, was made, was constructed. And then the next one is, was constructed by the word of God. Now, let's appreciate the last bit. It says, it is so, so that we will understand that the things that we see were not made out of the things that already were seen. Amen. And so let's see what it means. We're going to build on gradually, very quickly, but gradually. So what is understanding? If faith gives us understanding, if faith produces understanding, what is understanding? In the lay terms, understanding is an individual's perception or judgment of a situation. So your judgment of your of, a, of, a, of your situation or of a, of a situation shows the level of understanding. It can also mean that having insight or good judgment. So that is the normal way of explaining what understanding is. But the Bible says this, that if anybody needs understanding, he should ask of me. And I give without measure, without repentance. Now let's appreciate this. That's what the word of God says. It means that we are talking about a different kind of understanding that does not lie in the domain of the human ability. It's an understanding that is activated by faith. And so we are talking about a sharpness, a quickness, an insight or comprehension that comes by faith. Amen. And so we are saying that faith produces understanding. Amen. Now I'm going to quote some few series of scriptures all from the book of Proverbs because we are talking about understanding, we are talking about wisdom. Let's appreciate this. In Proverbs 15 verse 14, it says this, that the heart of him that hath understanding seeks knowledge, but the mouth of fools feeds on foolishness. Now let's appreciate what this word is saying. It says the heart of the one that has acquired understanding goes after knowledge. It means that your understanding makes you hungry for the knowledge of God's word. Okay, now let's cross-reference it with our usual scripture, our common scripture, our familiar scripture, Romans 10 verse 17. It said, faith comes by hearing and hearing of the word of God. And so faith comes by the knowledge of God's word. And so when faith is developed in us, through the knowledge of the word and then we acquire understanding that that understanding that comes from faith 
causes us to go in a cyclic way, going back to the source of the knowledge. And so the Bible says that the heart of, of him that has understanding goes after knowledge. And so when we receive understanding through faith, what it means is that we yearn for more of God's word. And so it means that as we receive understanding through faith, we receive more information and then more understanding and then go for more knowledge and more information and then more understanding and the cycle goes on. Amen. Now let's look at Proverbs chapter 7 verse 4. Proverbs 7 verse 4. I read from the New King James Version. It says, Say to wisdom, you are my sister. Say to wisdom, you are my sister. And it says, And call understanding your nearest king. Now when you read the other versions, the King James Version, he makes reference to the, 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 the woman king. That is to say, in our, in our, in our traditional sense in, in Africa, when they talk about um, an, an older lady in the family, that's when there are issues, that, that's the kind of person you approach when there are issues. And in the same way, the Bible says that you should call understanding such a person in your life. The nearest king, somebody that you are connected to, somebody that is so close to you. If that is the case, then it means that we should develop our faith because faith causes us to walk in understanding and faith produces understanding because that's what Proverbs says. It says, let understanding come close to you. Let understanding be your relative. Let it be the nest of kin to you. Amen. Now we're going to look at the third uh, Proverbs. The, 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 the third scripture in Proverbs. Proverbs 13 verse 15. I read. I'm reading from the King James Version. Now let's appreciate this. We are still understanding or we are trying to grasp the meaning of understanding. It says, good understanding gives favor by the way of the transgressors is hard. It says, good understanding gives favor. When you read other versions, it says this. It says, good understanding gives respect. And so we are talking about faith being able to produce understanding and understanding able to lead us to favor and respect. And so when the Bible says this, that faith, through faith, we receive understanding. What he's saying is that he's bringing us into a place where we command respect in the spirit, where we command favor in the spirit because we are walking in the faith of the word. Amen. Now let's appreciate this. <coughs> We're just going to raise a few principles based on the scripture that we just read. Understanding seeks and accrues knowledge. Understanding goes after knowledge and accumulates knowledge. And so understanding wants you to have more knowledge and understanding makes you to accumulate knowledge. It means that in the absence of understanding, there's little drive for knowledge. In the absence of understanding, there is lack of the ability to accumulate knowledge because you don't see any point of accumulating knowledge. And so understanding seeks and accrues knowledge. Amen. And so when faith produces understanding, what it does in our lives is that it makes us seek knowledge and it makes us accumulate knowledge in our lives. That is to say that the more you understand, the more you seek knowledge. 
And the more you are able to apply the knowledge. Now listen to this. What I just said is that by understanding you go after knowledge. And by understanding you are able to apply knowledge. It says my people perish because of lack of knowledge. It is not just the knowledge of it. But how to apply the knowledge. And wisdom understands and makes you to understand the information and able to apply the knowledge. Amen. Now let's let's see this. Understanding attracts knowledge. That's another way of looking at it. Understanding attracts knowledge. The more you understand, the more you are able to draw information. The more you are able to retain information, the able you are the more you are able to attract information. Now let's appreciate this. This is a heavy statement. Understanding adds value to knowledge. Understanding adds value to knowledge. It doesn't matter how many scriptures you know. If you don't understand the scripture, faith doesn't grow. And faith doesn't come into your heart. And so you don't develop understanding. And so understanding adds value to knowledge. So it's not just about knowing the scriptures. It is not just about reciting the scriptures. It's about understanding the scriptures. And so we are praying and saying, God, we believe in God in the course of this lesson, even as we talk about uh, the, the word of God, that God should help us to be able to add understanding to our lives. Because understanding adds value to knowledge. Understanding adds value to knowledge. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now we're going to move on. And see what it actually means. Like I said, it is not how much you know, but it's about how much you understand. It is not about how much you know, but it's about how much you understand. Amen. Because understanding is all that we need. And it comes through faith. Now we are moving on to the connection with faith. Faith produces understanding. That is what it says in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 3. And understanding also leads to more knowledge. And also leads to the application of the knowledge. And so the more understanding we have, which is produced by faith, the more knowledge we have, and the more we are able to apply that knowledge in our lives. Amen. And so we should love understanding. We should bring understanding closer through faith. Understanding brings favor. Understanding brings respect. Therefore, faith produces favor and respect. Therefore, faith produces favor, and respect. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now let's appreciate the word of God. Now going back to what we read in Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 3. Bible says this, through faith we understand. Now we are building on it gradually. I don't think we can finish it, but we see where we go. It says through faith we understand. Now let's appreciate this. There are so many things that we don't understand about ourselves. There are so many things we don't understand about our situation. There are so many things we don't understand about our life. There are so many things we don't understand about people. There are so many things we don't understand about our environment. There are so many things we don't understand about the physical and the spiritual world around us. And so faith is needed for us to acquire that understanding. Let's also look at this from this angle. There are more questions than answers. There are more questions than answers. 
Let's appreciate this. There are many questions that remain unanswered. It is by faith that we can obtain understanding to get this knowledge and to get these answers to these questions. Amen. Now let's appreciate this. Just as there are so many questions that need to be answered, just as there are so many things that we don't understand about our lives, about environments, about the physical and the spiritual world around us, faith enables us to understand. So faith actually fills the gap in our understanding by producing evidence which informs and enlightens us. I'm going to make that statement again. Faith fills the gap in our understanding by producing evidence which informs and enlightens us. We established in the verse 1 of Hebrews 11 that faith is the evidence of things hopeful. And so what faith does is that it fills that gap, that vacuum in our understanding by producing evidence which informs us. And so by faith, we understand the value of God's word. By faith, we understand the power of prayer. By faith, we understand spiritual concepts. By faith, we understand the world that revolves around us. And by so doing, the gap in our understanding is filled up and we become enlightened. Amen. Now let's appreciate this. Our perception and insight about the world around us is influenced by our faith. It says through faith we understand. And so our perception of the world around us. For some of us, we, we, we don't even want to appreciate the fact that there's eternity. We are going somewhere. We don't even understand the meaning of life. Many people just get up in the morning, they live anyhow because they think that is all that it pertains to the world, just living and going about. And when it's the time for you to die, you just die. But the Bible says that it's appointed unto man once to die and after death, judgment. And so our perception and insight about the world around us is influenced by our faith. And so it says, through faith, we understand that the worlds. Amen. But let's understand this. Let's appreciate this. There are this school of argument that because we don't understand, because there's a gap in our knowledge, it looks as if those that walk in faith are dumb. Oh, because you don't know, that's why you believe. Because you don't know a, a, a proof that shows that the, the lack of the existence of God, that's why you believe in God. And so faith is dumb. Faith is not dumb. Faith is not blind. Faith is not just believing because you do not know. That's not what we are talking about. Because sometimes we think that we have to believe because we don't know. But we believe in what we know. Faith is informative. It means that faith gives you information. That's why he started off in the verse 1. That faith is a substance. It is not something that is abstract. It is not something that you just believe because you don't know. But faith is an evidence and faith is a substance. And so faith is not dumb. Faith is not blind. We don't just believe because we don't know. But faith is informative. What faith does is faith digests and processes the word of God. What faith does is that it digests and processes the word of God. And so you receive the word of God just as we are receiving the word of God now. And what faith does is that it begins to break it down. It begins to process the word in you. 
And because the word is being processed in you, faith is able to produce understanding. Because it is breaking it down into pieces and the word of God is being processed in your heart. So what it means is that faith brings the gap in our understanding through substantive evidence. Just as faith is digesting the word of God, it makes you to process the word of God. And so you come to a point that you have an evidence, a substance to hold on to. Not because you are dumb, not because you are blind, not because you lack understanding and knowledge and so you just believe anyhow. But you are believing because faith has bridged the gap in your understanding. Amen. And so faith fills that gap through substantive evidence. Amen. Now let's appreciate this. Going back to the scripture again in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 3. It says this. Through faith we understand that the wells were framed by the word of God. Now this is what it means. It means that faith makes you to understand the creative power of God's word. The creative power of God's word can only be understood by faith and through faith. And so it says... Faith makes you to understand the creative power of the word of God. Because it says by faith we understand that the words that we live in were framed by the word of God. It means that it causes us to understand that the word of God has the ability to create things that do not exist. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now let's appreciate this. So it means that faith enhances our understanding of the word of God. Faith does not just fill in the gap because we don't know. But faith enhances our understanding of the word of God. And so when we don't understand the word of God, what is lacking is that we are failing to receive it with faith. And when we receive with faith, then the word begins to break down and it begins to be digested and processed in our hearts and in our lives. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now we've got some few minutes left we pass the question time. If there's any questions, you can send it over on WhatsApp. If there's any problem, you can send it over either through the messenger or WhatsApp. And I'm going to look at it and we're going to address it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now, let's appreciate this. Now, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 3 to 14. We're not going to read that. Genesis chapter 1, 3 to 14. But we have an idea what it is. Bible says, and God created the heaven and the earth, and darkness was upon the day, and God said. And when you look at those verses, those verses is from the verse 3 to verse 14. There's a word that keeps on re- um, repeating itself throughout. And these words are said and called. It says, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God called. And God said, let there be, and there was. And God called. And so what God was doing is that God declared his word by faith and labeled those things that he created by faith. And so by faith, we understand the principle of declaration and and naming. By faith, we understand the power of the principle of declaring things into existence. And so the Bible says by faith, we understand that the words that we live in were framed by utterances. We are framed by declarations. And so if we are saying that faith produces wisdom, or uh, uh, produces understanding, what we are saying is that now we understand by faith that when we declare something, it happens. 
It means that when we call something by a name, it becomes what it is. And in the same principle, and in the same power, he gave unto Adam. And the Bible says that he told Adam to name everything that was around him. And the Bible says that every name that he gave to any animal around him was the name that stayed on. And so God wants us to understand that by faith we can make declarations. God wants us to understand that by faith we can name things. Amen. That's the meaning of Hebrews chapter 11 verse 3. Now let's also appreciate this. Faith influences your language and utterances. Faith influences your language and your utterance. And so by faith we understand that by the word of God these wells were made. And so we understand how we ought to talk and how we have to speak in the form of our language and our utterances. And so understanding influences your language and your and your utterances. Amen. You understand the power of God's word. And so when you are declaring the word of God, you understand the power and the weight in the word. Amen. Hallelujah. Now we're going to look at our last scripture for today, most likely. And then we see what, what the spirit of God has for us. Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12. Quite a familiar scripture. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12. I read. For the word of God is quick and powerful. Sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing even to the dividing ascender of soul and spirit. And of the joints and marrow. And is a designer of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Amen. That's the reading of God's word. Now this scripture describes the power and the potency of God's word. Which we have established in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 3. That we understand through faith. And so let's appreciate this. It says the word of God is quick. It means that the word of God has speed. It means that the word of God has speed. The word of God is quick. And so when we declare by understanding of the word of God. That by faith we can declare. Then we are able to address issues quickly by the word of God. Not by the words of negativity. Not by words of fear. By the words of faith. And it says the word of God is quick. And it says the word of God is powerful. When we are talking about power. We are talking about the ability to do work. That is why when God created the world. He just declared by his words. And they were created. Work was done because the word of God inherently has power in it. And so the word of God is powerful. And then the third one, it says the word of God is sharper. It means that the word of God exerts pressure on situations. When the word of God is released, it has a penetrating ability because it has the ability to exert pressure. And so when we understand that by faith the words that we live in were framed by the word of God, we understand the power and the value of the word of God. And so when we declare the word, we know that the word is going to be quick. When we declare the word, we know the word is going to be powerful. It's going to create. When we uh, declare the word of God, we know that the word of God is going to penetrate. Amen. Hallelujah. And so the Bible says this again. That is able to divide. It's able to divide. Even the soul and the spirit. Now let's appreciate this. The efficiency of the word of God is... Um, uh, the efficiency of the word of God is experienced... On a practical and personal level. Through faith. 
The word of God is being preached all the time, but it doesn't make any impact in your life. It seems that it's not effective. It seems that the word of God doesn't work. The reason why the word of God is not working is not because the word of God is not powerful. Because the word of God is powerful. But the reason why we are not experiencing it is that we have not exercised faith in relation to the word. Amen. Now the word of God lets you know the difference between your real you, that is your soul, and the breath of God in you, which is the spirit. So the word of God makes you to understand the limitations of your real self and the empowerment that comes from the spirit of God. And so when you are declaring, we are declaring words that are spirit. Because Jesus says that the words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. And so he says it's able to tell the difference between the soul, that's the real you, and the spirit, which is the breath of God in you. Amen. And so again, the word of God or by faith, our understanding of the word of God, faith is able to cause the word of God to screen our thoughts and the intents of our hearts. By faith, the word of God is able to screen our thoughts and the intents of our hearts. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And so we're going to uh, continue next week. But I want to make this statement. In the verse 3 of Hebrews chapter 11 verse 3. It says that through faith we understand. That the wells were framed by the word of God. So that the things which are seen. Are not made from the things which do appear. Now let's make a couple of points. And then we'll finish off. The things which are not visible. Control the things which are uh, visible. I say again. The things which are not visible controls the things which are visible. It means that the things that we do not see control the things that we see. And so by understanding true faith, we know that the things that we don't see has the ability to control what we are experiencing. And so we are able to declare in the spirit that unseen breakthrough, that unseen marriage, that unseen victory, that unseen healing, and by faith we are able to transport it into the realms of the seen. And so faith enables this understanding that the things which are not seen controls the things which are seen. Amen. And so one more statement. The unseen detects what we see. The unseen detects what we see. And we use faith to be able to understand that what we don't see, the miracle that we are looking for that we have not seen, has the ability to superimpose itself on the things that we've not seen. And so we declare the word of God by faith, and so it superimposes itself on the situation that is prevailing at that instance. Amen. And so we're going to end by sharing a word of prayer. I think we have a, f- a few issues with our transmission. But God is good. We managed to come to the end of it. But I believe that God is going to give us the grace to continue next week. Amen. What we have learned today, our main lesson is the fact that faith produces understanding. We've established what understanding is and the values and the effect of understanding and the, uh, and the benefits of understanding and how faith can bring about that gap in our understanding. Because faith is not dumb. Faith is powerful. Faith is informative. Faith has a creative power. Faith has a piercing and penetrating ability. Faith has the ability to tell the difference between the we, us, and the, uh, and, and the breath of God in us. Amen. And so we're going to recap next week uh, when we get on the, on the line again, a time in His Word. And so may we have a word of prayer. 
We thank uh, Sister Eva for joining us. We thank Brother uh, Frank for joining us on Facebook Live and all those that joined earlier on and those that are with us on, on the prayer line. God bless us all. Amen. Let's pray. Father God, we give you praise. We thank you for the simplicity of your word. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that your word will be real in us. May faith produce understanding in us. That we understand that the wealth that we see came out of utterances, declarations, and naming. Father, with this understanding, may we walk in the authority of your word. We thank you and we give you all the praise and glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Remember on the prayer line, with GMT um, and 9 to 10, we're going to have a powerful time of prayer. Um, it's a time of fasting and believing God for the hand of God. Don't miss it. It's going to be Facebook Live and on the prayer um, line. Be, be part of what God is doing. And I believe that God is prophetically going to speak into our lives. God bless us. Amen. Amen. In Jesus' name. I'm gonna be a man of my word.